Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Look, I'm not going to tell Chris how to do his job. He's great at it, and, but it needs to have the Karate Kid music in it. It can't just be a, this is a spoiler. We're going to need to have a little... Uh, Daniel LaRusso is about to get his butt kicked music. I can't believe Daniel LaRusso got injured in episode four 15 minutes through. <laughs> Don't do it, Al. Don't do it. Don't look. There are some of us Can that take you this stuff very that? seriously. <laughs> oh, this is this is great, by the way. So we were just talking. Taylor did it in uh, Did You See that Crystal Pepsi is making a comeback. Yeah. Matthew Palazzi uh, writes, Trav, the, the fad that needs to come back is Zima. Were you ever a Zima guy, Al? Because here, here's the rub, right? Z, the problem with Zima, mm-hmm. it was so far ahead of its time. It, they, they were so far. Zima, right. Zima is White Claw. Zima is Truly. Zima right. is every hard seltzer that is packed in your liquor store right now, the grocery store. It came out of nowhere and kind of took over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for like, what, a day? A, a month? <laughs> Tops? It, it came and went fast, but this was like in the early 90s. Emily's shaking her head. She has no idea what we're talking about right now. Zima was beer, basically, that came in a clear bottle, not a green bottle or like a Corona cup, you know, clear glass, clear glass. And the contents, were it looked like 7-Up. It, it was clear. It looked like a hard seltzer. It didn't look like beer like or anything else. like a citrus beverage or... Right, mm-hmm. and it was a malted beverage that wasn't beer that was an alternative to beer it was basically hard seltzer before hard seltzer was yeah she's uh she's not gonna know what the hell it is but you're right (laughs) (laughs) but you're right that is one that i did see i was just looking this up right now get ready to drink like it's the 90s zima's returning to shelves did it come back? But it can't come back because it's been lapped by everything else. Like, why do? Why am I going? Unless you're me. Came back too you're, late. You're going, like, r- retro, like, hey, let's pretend it's 1993 Oh, that was again. 2018. That article was from 2018. So maybe yeah, they came I, back a few years ago. <laughs> it, did, it didn't quite have the impact it did the second time around. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Uh, Ecto Cooler and Crunch Taters are what need to be back full time. That's from John of Fullerton. Everybody had their snack of their era, right? Like mm-hmm. everybody had that thing. Like remember, just those little teeny Frito bags were a regular in the Rogers household. I okay. love that little bag of Fritos and a Coke when you got home from school. Was there anything better than that? It's probably uh, nine thousand calories in four minutes, but damn if it wasn't good. Cheez Its, I had no control. Oh. No control over Cheez Its. No control. Don't. I mean, just uh, just an absolute mess. How about those cheese puffs? You know, those oh, that come yeah. in like the – and just open it up, and it's perfect for your entire hand to go all the way down to the elbow so you can just oh, you got as the much tub? as you can. Get the tub, <laughs> and there's just cheese all along your arm because you're getting towards the end. Yeah. So okay. I, I have a fad, though, before we move on. Ketchup that was different colors. Ugh. Like the purple ketchup, the green ketchup. Did you, is that a part of what you guys saw? No. No, oh my gosh. I remember that, Emily, but Middle I never... Eastern household, we played it very safe. <laughs> Just everything was very safe. You'd have your chicken nuggets with purple ketchup. It was, it was a game I'm going to take a guess. Sure. Don't answer that question now. Was there ever a bag of chicken nuggets in your house? I'm going to say no. A bag of chicken nuggets. Yeah. Yeah, there were. 
Okay, I would have gotten yeah. that one wrong. So what? You weren't dipping them in the purple ketchup? No. He just just straight barbecue sauce. What are we doing? Uh, ketchup. Right. Just regular That's ketchup. Fine. That's yeah. fine, I guess. I think yeah. Barbecue sauce is better, but ketchup will work in that situation. Who gets their number retired next? We were talking Fernando. You know who else is a great choice? And I'll get on my high horse on this in a little bit. Steve Garvey's a great choice too. Garvey was a great player for a long time for the Dodgers, part of uh, championship teams, an MVP, multiple-time All-Star. If Garvey 6 was hanging out there, I wouldn't mind at all. And unlike Fernando, like for, nobody's worn Fernando's 34. A lot of people have worn Garvey 6. We've seen Garvey's number kind of get cycled through for the years, but I would be 100% okay with Garvey. Let me throw this one at you real quick, Al, before we go to the phones. LeBron James, when it's all said and done, does Le- LeBron James's number will hang at Crypto.com Arena it, or whatever it's called by the time LeBron's done? It will um, hang. It will hang in Cleveland. It will hang in Miami, and it yep. will hang in LA. No yep. question about it. Mm-hmm. Should it? Yeah. Sh- no. sh- should Should LeBron have his Laker because he's won a championship? He's yep. He's been a great player for the Lakers, but it's mm-hmm. at the end of a very long, prolific career. But mm-hmm. I look as much as I love LeBron, and I have from the moment he's come in. I still think of him as a member of the Cleveland Cavaliers. When I when I close my eyes and think of LeBron, I think of him as a Cav. Which is okay. You could think of him. You know, I, 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 it makes sense. You understand it. Ultimately, it just came down to this for the Lakers. They were at the absolute bottom. He came to this Lakers organization. They turned things around. They tied championship. They tied this Boston Celtics, got championship number 17. You know, it, it's a franchise that everything is based off winning. Everything is. So Wilt Chamberlain has his jersey retired at, at uh, Crypto.com Arena. He played for the Lakers. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. It's either four or five years, mm-hmm. and they won a championship. Um, I don't think that's that much different than Braun's uh, position here. But it, it, listen, will you think of LeBron the way you thought of Shaq? No, of course not. Will you think of LeBron the way you thought of Magic or Kareem or with Kobe or with Jamal Wilkes and some of these other you know, great players after their jersey retired? You won't, and you're not supposed to. But LeBron James has a chapter in Lakers history that equaled a championship, and that chapter is incredibly important. It was also at a time where the franchise was as low as they've ever been. And it's not done. I, I think that's important to keep in mind, too. It's not done. We'll, we'll see what happens this year, what happens next year, and, and beyond, but it's the, the story has not been written yet. I'm curious what Laker fans think about that. 877-710-ESPN on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Let's go to Reseda. Well, why not Reseda? The home of Daniel LaRusso, Jose and Reseda. Jose, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? Hey, hey, hey. What's up, guys? How you guys doing? Uh, Good, Jose. Thanks for calling, man. Yeah, thank you. Um, and you guys haven't ruined uh, Cobra Kai for me. I'm still watching. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, just to touch base on the Fernando Valenzuela thing, man. Uh, t- got a little story, man. When I was six years old, my dad took me to a ball game uh, with him and a bunch of his buddies. And I didn't know anything about baseball. Um, sitting in the outfield in the pavilion, you know, falling asleep on his lap and just remember watching this dude pitching on the, on the, on the mound, right? And I'm thinking uh, – you know, who's this guy and whatever. Uh, years later, obviously, I, you know, found out who Fernando Valenzuela was. But um, ever since that day, dude, I fell in love with baseball. Uh, I asked my dad to go to the park all the time. We'd be always at Reseda Park playing baseball. Uh, you know, I, I played baseball all the way up through, through high school. And uh, he's the, the main reason why. And there's tons of guys like me out there. You know, we, we're in Los Angeles, uh, you know, great, obviously, Mexican uh, population. But he's the reason why 
so many Latinos, Mexicans love baseball. And just based on that alone, uh, it, it's just incredible that his number has not been uh, has not been retired. And I know they only retire guys who's, who've been in the Hall of Fame. But like you said, nobody's ever worn his number uh, 34. Uh, so I just think it's time they, re- they retire his number. Uh, it'd mean a great deal to, you know, to, to the community, to the city of Los Angeles, who – uh, if you go if you go to a ball game, you see tons of Fernando Valenzuela jerseys sure. every single day, every single ball game. So it's just uh, it's just great that what he did to the city. He's a, he's a legend. Yeah, no, I think I think that's the best way to say it, Jose. Thanks for the Th- call, thank Jose. you for the call. Great, great um, story. And your story about your dad and you wanting to go to the park and play catch and you know because of Fernando, I guarantee you, you are one of thousands of kids in Los Angeles who had the exact same experience because of Fernando uh, Valenzuela, and that's why it, it's it's an absolute no brainer. Um, yeah, I mean, it, he's a legend. That that that's it right there. And the Dodgers only have one player, Jim Gilliam, that is not in the Hall of Fame. And, and Jim Gilliam was died suddenly and tragically in, in an accident, and they were tired. So you don't have to have. There's no set policy about this. And I think what Jose said, Al, is exactly right. Fernando Valenzuela is a legend of the Dodgers, of the city, and there would be absolutely no downside to, to having that and an incredible amount of upside. If you're the Dodgers organization, you don't have control over who becomes a Hall of Famer and who doesn't. But what you do have control of what you do for your own franchise. And I think, look, there are always exceptions to the rule, always. And if that's something – again, I'm going to go back to this because we hit on it a little bit earlier – how does it feel when you say it? If you said that there's a certain player who's going to get their jersey retired, I could make a case for some Laker players. And I think if I make a case really, really strong for this player, you can have a counter argument from somebody else on the other side. And so neither of us would be wrong. You know, you're, you're just talking about that player. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody's going to make that argument for Fernando. And I think that, that, that to me is what stands out more. And there are certain players that have an impact past what they did on the court or what they did on the field. Jose is just one example of one person who at a young age got to be a part of that mix. And today, still today, does it still have that impact? That's that's Those are the type of players that you should have retired. I loved what he said. You go to a Dodger game, Trav, yeah, you see Mookie's, you see Mookie's jersey. Yep. yep. You see Kershaw's. Yep. You see Kenley, of course. You see, um, you go Seager. down the list, I mean, yeah, Bellinger. Yeah. You see all them. But you also see Fernando's jersey today. That's damn impactful. And he's still a part of the family. He still, I mean, he calls games on the radio for the Dodgers. I mean, he's he's still a, a very active member of the Dodger community. Let's try one more very quickly here. Let's go stay in the Valley. I'm kind of feeling my Daniel LaRusso roots right now. The All Valley will stay in the Valley, the San Fernando Valley, and Raul. Raul, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up? Beautiful. I am a big uh, Karate Kid fan, just like you grew up with it. Real quick, when are you guys going to beat Mason and Ireland in a two, two-on-two basketball game? And then to agree with you, Travis, it's a shame that Steve Garvey hasn't been in the Hall of Fame or whatever. I'm talking – his jersey should have been retired years ago. Garvey was and, a uh, legend, that, too. Yeah. It, yeah. And, and Fernando, what he did for Spanish uh, simulcasting, he boosted the sport big time. But real quick, now what about Robert Ory as far as one of those other players uh, being retired? And if you were going to retire his jersey and you had to pick what team, what would it be? Would it be Houston, L.A., or San Antonio? 
Appreciate you calling in. Uh, first of all, if we're going to go two-on-two with Mason and Ireland, uh, we got to get Ireland off the three-point line. I heard he's a deadly shooter. So <laughs> can I'm already, can like, Ireland shoot? Planning. Yeah, I think okay. Michael Michael has said plenty of times on the broadcast, he'll, I think, where do you go to high school? Corona Del Mar or something like that? He's like, well, of course, he'll he's always, a CDM guy. He's a Newport Beach CDMer. He's a one-percenter. He'll always tell John, he'll always say, look at him hitting shots like you at Corona Del Mar. Uh, so right out the gate, we got to get him off the three-point line. I'm already scouting him. Um, All right. Okay, so as far as Robert Ori, so it's interesting because Ori, I remember as a Laker, right? Like, I, you know, obviously he had so much success with the Lakers. But he also won a couple chips with the Houston Rockets, and he won – how many win with the San Antonio Spurs? So he won three with the Lakers, so he had to have won two with the Spurs, I think, because uh-huh. he has seven. You've got two so, with the Rockets. Yep. So the, the the only hesitation I have with Robert Ory, but I think then you start getting into this Trav, you start getting into this um you, you start getting into this area where it's really, really a gray area. Because if you're gonna make a case for Ori, you're gonna make a case for Fish. If you're making a case for Fish, how are you not talking about Michael Cooper? If you're talking about Michael Cooper, can you make an argument for an AC Green? I'm just using that as an example. Yeah, like no, guys a, that if were, this guy's in, then that guy should be in. And and I I think that's that's where I think you know well maybe these players should not have their jerseys retired because there's that many question marks. There's but if he gets in, then this guy does. And I think with Fernando, you know you you've kind of mentioned this. I think for the Lakers, what they've done and how they've done it is the right thing. I think Braun is going to get his jersey retired. I don't think there's any oh, question sure. about it. I think there's pow is going to happen. All of those are no-brainers, and that's the one thing I think the Lakers have done. You cannot argue of any of those jerseys up there. Now, you can you can open it up a little bit, but if you open it up to Ori or D. Fish, you better start op- opening it up to other role players that were, had significant impact as well. Yeah, well, it, it you kind of made the case for what I've said about the Hall of Fame for, for all of these sports for a very long time. If there's any debate at all, the answer is no, hmm. right? The, the, the Hall of Fame should be for Kobe Bryant and LeBron James and Magic Johnson. Those are the if you're if you're on that, that's the Hall of Fame. Because to your other point, it's it, and it's a perfect one. I hate this argument. And this happens a lot in the Baseball Hall of Fame. They have the most home runs, strikeouts, RBIs of anybody not in the Hall of Fame. Do you know who gets in the Hall of Fame under that rule? Everybody, because there's always the next guy that has as many as the only guy that's not in. So if you put him in, is the next guy in? Well, everybody that's got the same amount, you know, it, it's it's a bad way to look at it. I like how exclusive the Lakers are. I like how exclusive the Dodgers are. But that's why Fernando needs to be in there because he's a he's a no brainer. He isn't Fernando. Val, let me let me put it this way: Fernando Valenzuela is not a Major League Baseball Hall of Famer. He did not have a career that should put him in Cooperstown based on his accomplishments. It was a good career, not a great career, statistically speaking. But in the city of Los Angeles, it's a no-brainer, no doubt, 100%. Put him in. Don't give it a second thought because it was just a great career and all the cultural significance. And that's my point about you can control – your own organization and what you do. You can't control the Hall of Fame, but you can you can give him what you feel like um, he earned for your squad, for your city, and everything else that comes with it. All right, we should ask DeMarco Farr if he should have his number hanging up at SoFi. He's going to join us next. We'll talk about retired numbers, and we'll get his thoughts on how the Rams finally get their way through the San Francisco 49ers. That's coming up next. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, the Rams have the San Francisco 49ers week 18 of the NFL season coming up on Sunday afternoon, 125. They haven't beaten San Francisco in five consecutive games. We'll get to that in a second. DeMarco Farr, the Super Bowl champ, joining us right now. But before we get into the Niners, DeMarco, uh, Al and I are having a conversation about retired numbers. Is your number 75 hanging anywhere, like in a, a bar or a grocery store or something somewhere that uh, you've done some serious damage in? Oh, yes, uh, it is. Uh, there's one at my high school. Um, I know I have a plaque, and it's a team plaque up at UW. Um, my pro jersey was hanging in a place in St. Louis, but I can't tell you where. <laughs> the man. The man right there. <laughs> okay, let me. Yeah. you don't have to tell me where. Right but by, is it... I'll just say right by the DJ booth. I'll just leave it there. <laughs> okay, there you go. I was going to say, is it a place where we could go see it, or is it hidden? But you, you answered the yeah, question. Yeah, we could. All three of us talking. We could definitely go there. <laughs> <laughs> perfect, perfect. All right, so take me through it, DeMarco. The, the Rams, you know, it's like three different seasons. There was the 7-1 and one season. There was the 0-3 oh season. Now we're on a five-game winning streak season. Which one are we going to get on Sunday against the Niners? Because they haven't beaten them in three years. Great question. You know, I just got off the phone or uh, broadcast with J.B. Long, and I said the same thing about Sean McVay. I wonder why he doesn't get – and I'm not sure if he should win Coach of the Year, but why aren't people talking about him as far as being in the running for Coach of the Year? Think about it, man. This team was completely different around Halloween. And then it switched personnel-wise, and everything kind of went south for three games. And then you found a way out of it, and you've won four straight. He's coached like six different versions of the same football team. And if you went on <laughs> Sunday, that's 13 wins this year. If I don't know if, – if, if that's not great coaching, I don't know what is. But I'm right there with you, man. I mean, you could boil it down this way. Which Matthew Stafford are you going to see, the first seven games or the three-game losing streak guy? I don't know. But either way, uh, it's going to be a hell of a game on Sunday. DeMarco, I, I, I guess I'm, I might be in my own little world here, but I don't know how sold I still am on the Rams. And this is what I'm curious on. For those who have some hesitancy on the Rams, I just look at the last two weeks. Look, they're W's, no question about it. And, and you won at Minnesota and you won at Baltimore. Um, but I think if you look a little bit closer – those are dangerous wins, and I, I know it's not just the turnovers tell a big part of the story. There's six turnovers in their last two games, uh, at least from Matt Stafford. H how much do you look at this team and say, man, this, this team can go out and beat anyone in the NFL, or do you also still have some hesitancy that, you know what, there, there are teams out there, no question about it, that if the Rams just don't play really good football or have a couple turnovers, they're out of the mix and the season is over. H how sold are you versus – um, how confident are you that, that they will make a deep run? Uh, to be honest, the, the only team that gives me pause is Green Bay. Uh, and you have to go through there. One, because Aaron Rodgers is playing out of his mind. He's great, and he's playing great football. And you got to go through – you got to go to Lambeau to get him out of there. So that's, that's hard. And you've already lost there. So Green Bay aside, I don't think there's a team out there that the Rams can't beat. 
Uh, even if they turn the ball over, I still think you have enough pieces to dig yourself out of a hole. I don't think they get enough credit for what just went down in Baltimore uh, to come away with a victory. I mean, for how it happened, you turned it over three times and you took the lead at the very end to win that game with a team that was desperate and a fan base that was just about fed up and they had a lot to play for. So I'd rather take a one-point win coming out of Baltimore, that emotional lift, than blowing them out by 35 points. I think that did more for this football team than if Matthew Stafford didn't turn it over and you scored 40 points down there. All right, DeMarco Farr joining us, Super Bowl champ. Of course, he's on the broadcast each and every week. DeMarco, Vaughn Miller was was talking, and he, he was talking about the differences between his time here in Los Angeles and when he was in Denver. And, and I'm going to kind of summarize. What he said in Denver was, after we'd lose a game, it was always, well, we need to double down on this. We need to play harder on this. We need to add more of this or do less of that. There was this constant tinkering with what it is they were doing. And he says with the Rams, it's just so even-keeled, so consistent that the methodology that they have, that the culture that they have, the approach they have, is that kind of what you're talking about with Sean McVay? That is that the secret sauce to what he does? Is that there's not this constant reacting to what happened last? That they he has a plan, he has an idea, and we're going to work the plan and work the idea until we get what we want. Yeah, it's got to be to me because that's what I see, and it's not. I mean, he comes up with great cliches and he's great with the media, but all that stuff still applies. I mean, be at your best when your best is required. I mean, I know that's something you could put on your T-shirt, but that's real. Uh, you have to be ready when your name is called. Think about the last couple of weeks on the offensive line in particular. You don't have a left tackle. Uh, Andrew Whitworth is out, so you slide your guard out. You lose somebody there, and you have to make a three-person change to your offensive line, and you don't miss a beat. Uh, you, you switched right tackles, I think, three weeks in a row, and you didn't miss a beat. So, you know, all that stuff applies. So, yeah, I mean, there's, there's nothing they haven't gone through uh, that's going to rattle them, uh, playing in a different country, playing in different time zones, having to come all the way back across the country and play in the early, in the early window. They've been through all this. And when you consider what goes on around the team, like the medical staff, think about this. Cam Akers blew out his Achilles. That was a death sentence in the NFL just a year ago. He's got a shot, or he's going to play this weekend. And he's coming back with fresh legs right when you start a, a postseason march. Tell me you wouldn't want that as an offensive coordinator or a quarterback. So, yeah, it's just they've been through a lot. Uh, he's, he's great at, uh, at leading men, and he actually works at and tries to get better at being a head coach. So I could see what Von Miller is talking about. Other places, it's not like that, not even by a long shot. DeMarco, how big is – I want to kind of make sure I explain this the right way. How big is Sunday? Because you said that you think they could beat any team – other than the Green Bay Packers is a team that, you know, will give you – you get worried about. Um, from a standings perspective and who they eventually play in the playoffs, it, do you think this is one of those games where, no, no, you have to go beat the 49ers because then you get a game, at least one game at SoFi Stadium, um, matchup-wise and everything else. If you're not worried about the Cowboys and some of these other squads, does it? it, it do you feel like beating the 49ers is – uh, incredibly important, or you know what, even if they lost a close game, 27-24, the world's not going to end. Yeah, this is this is like final boss level of a video game where you get the glow. This is the last dragon. This is your last hurdle. Uh, the 49ers have your number. I believe the 49ers are what, 1-4 in the NFC West? Yep. The only team they can beat is you. Um, so that's got to wear on you mentally. And the last game up there was a no contest. Jimmy Garoppolo 
was about as safe as you can be as a professional quarterback, throwing from one spot, hitting George Kittle on the, on the move, and there was like nothing you could do about it. So even if you, you're not fully invested in this Rams 49er rivalry, if you don't go you know, as far back as, say, 10, 20 years, just that game alone would be enough to say, I want to see those guys again. Uh, they ran you off the field. So this team is prideful, it's competitive, and they want some get back. So from that standpoint, you want to see the Niners again. But the last thing you want to do is drop another one to them because your confidence will be shot. Uh, this yep. will change everything. If you win, I'm, I'm fully convinced the Rams have a chance to wind up in Green Bay for the NFC Championship. Uh, if they lose this game, then it'll damage their confidence moving forward, and then anything could happen. DeMarco, this is either a great question or the worst question. I, I can't decide which it is. Because if it were a one-off that they got pushed around last day, last time they played, and like you said, it was a no contest, it, you can kind of chalk it up to, ah, eh, it's one of those things. It's the NFL. You have a bad week. The other team has a good week, whatever. It's five in a row, and, and it's been kind of the same way five times in a row. That there's been It hasn't all been lopsided like that, but the Niners have been the more physical team. Why? What, what is it about that well, matchup that goes so poorly for the Rams? Well, J.B. has been, J.B. Long has been saying it, and it makes me laugh. Uh, the, the next time you beat Jimmy Garoppolo, it'll be the, the first time. So we're talking right. about Jimmy Garoppolo. We're not Nick talking Mullins about Tom Brady. Too. We're not talking about Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. We're, we're talking about Jimmy Garoppolo. I think that has more to do with you than them. I, I think it's, look, you're going to get sick of losing to the same guys over and over and over again. So – this is your last opportunity. Uh, and Aaron Donald, and just this team as a whole, this might be your last best opportunity to get this monkey off your back once and for all, uh, to beat them when they have a lot to play for. Lose and they're done. Lose and they're on vacation. So, you know, forget about the first matchup for a second. You have, uh, you have an opportunity to really put it to them and send them into the offseason. That changes this rivalry, this last five-game win streak, this will turn it on its head. This will change it back the other way. You just have to get it done in SoFi. DeMarco, I'm going to squeeze in one quick one here. Um, what did you think? The uh, reporter, Hub Arkush, who basically said that Man. You know, he, he does not want to see Aaron Rodgers win. He wouldn't vote for him. J just your thoughts on it real quick. We, we touched on it a little bit yesterday. I know more has come out today. What, what was your thoughts on that? Well, I totally understand where he's, where, he come, where he's coming from. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has turned a lot of people off. But it's not about that. It's about what you see on the field. And is there anybody else playing better than Aaron Rodgers right now? I mean, he yeah. is clearly the guy. But you can't let your personal politics filter into your player of the year or your, your MVP voting. That's just wrong. But I get where he's coming from. I want to punch Aaron Rodgers in the mouth, too. <laughs> But I also want him as my quarterback. <laughs> but at least, at least you could separate it because I, I think what you said is exactly right. His job is not to win a popularity contest. It's who's the most valuable player in the NFL. So um, now it's it's interesting. It's kind of an interesting back and forth between those two. One more before we let no you doubt. go, Demarco. Very quickly, uh, we've talked about retired numbers here in LA. Um, and, and who's next? Aaron Donald's number is going to be retired. I don't think there's any question about that. Is there another L.A. Ram that you can see coming down the pipe or maybe somebody that's already been here that you would like to see wow. have their number retired that hasn't? I'm so glad you said this. Think about this. When we talk about Aaron Donald and how he's a force of nature, right? So every team knows he's coming, and you have a game plan designed to stop him, and he continues to wreck shop, right? He continues to destroy and disrupt. 
Well, you can say the same thing about Cooper Cup. Everyone, everyone knows he's getting the football. Everyone knows. Even Sean McVay said it. The entire offense goes through this guy, and you still can't stop him from getting the football. He's about to win the Triple Cup. So Aaron Donald's jersey, definitely. Johnny Hecker, if you like the special teams parts because of the entirety of his career. But don't sleep, and we may be at the embryo stage of a run by Cooper Cup. So I would say that guy might be next. He is a Super Bowl champ. He's on the sidelines or in the booth for each and every L.A. Rams game. DeMarco Farr. DeMarco, always a pleasure. Thanks, bud. Thank you, man. You got it, guys. Talk to you. you got it, man. Talk to you soon. All right. You got it. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Pet protection comes free with auto collision coverage. Visit Progressive.com. Uh, not no to Johnny Hecker. No. <laughs> we got we to gotta get a couple other ones up there. We, I'm, I'm not saying we, we say no forever. I'm saying we say no for right now. We, we, can re, we can reevaluate that as the Rams grow deeper roots here in Los Angeles over the next, I don't know, 50 years or so, but not, not no. Aaron Donald, yes, we'll, we'll wait on, on the rest. Maybe Cooper Cup. Factor Cap coming up next. Do you like to take the food directly from the delivery driver? That's next. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. One singular cap. I, I know yes. that uh, Alan's wearing a Raider cap right now, so uh, he's gonna he's gonna get that tattoo pretty soon. Yeah, no, that's my team. <laughs> that's my, my team. <laughs> yes, what I do you love want me it. to do? Uh, so Raider. up first, Raider Nation, Raider Raider. Raider. <laughs> Raider Nation. It's always been like that. Nothing, nothing's changed since I've been working from home. I've been doing a little bit more delivery, maybe getting myself lunch or breakfast since I've been here. So. Uh, you prefer to meet your delivery driver when they give you the food rather than just waiting for them to drop it on your porch and leave. Travis, is this factor cap? Um, cap. 
I, I want it left on my front door. We have a little table by our front door for, for things that can be placed on it. It's got some decorative things on it. But, no, leave, leave my burrito and Mexican Coke next to the front door. I don't. We don't need to get to know each other, okay? I, I, don't, I don't need to, hey, how you doing? Thanks so much. All right, enjoy Come the rest in, of your grab day. grab a soda. <laughs> I don't need that. I, I, this is purely transactional. Yeah. I need to hit the button on the app. I need to get the notification on my phone that the food's been dropped off and open my door, take it off the table, and that's it. I, I do not need to meet any I, – I like the interaction with the waiter in, in a restaurant, but I'm I'm door dashing or Uber eating for a reason. I don't need human contact at that point. How, how often do you order? How often do you from use – From a delivery app? Yeah. Once a month, a uh, couple times a month? I'd say two times a month is probably okay. average, maybe maybe three. Is this weird that I never use the apps? I never that's what use you've them. said. I don't. Yeah, that's odd to me. I, I, They're maybe, pretty convenient, Al. You should maybe get on board with this. But here's the thing. Maybe because everything is so close to me, I just don't need them. Like by the time, I think there is the yeah, but you, you, know, you want pants, <laughs> shoes. Got to put on I mean, pants. I love that. That was the <laughs> that. That's the only thing that was left there. You got to put on pants. I could see you, by the way, grabbing the food at your front porch and just. No shirt but on, wearing no, just boxers, no, I, he, and the guy he, hasn't left yet. You thought he left. It's like, oh, even, even around the house, I keep my shirt on. But I do look through the people like, nope, nobody there. I could be, I could be strolling around in my shorts. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> explain, explain this one to me. So it's different, I think, if you live at a home and you decide, okay, let me leave the food out here because I know it's my porch, something along those lines. Um, condo complex that my girlfriend is in, Okay. Okay. There's, you know, decent amount of units. There's a lot of times you walk in and first there's the door with the lock. You got to go through that and then you're in the lobby. There's a lot of times outside of the door, there's just a box of Pizza Hut or Domino's or something, okay? okay. Or there's, you know, Asian food out there and it's like good food. It looks like really good food. Well, if I'm taking Rookie for a walk and that food is just sitting there, Rookie's going to sniff around and smell what the hell's going on here. I'm a little surprised that the places of a – like, you know, where there's a lot of units here that they're okay with not meeting the delivery person. Wouldn't you meet the delivery person if you're a place like this so it's not literally sitting outside where people are walking inside and out the entire day? Uh, Yeah, that's a bit of a game. That's a different scenario. It's a gamble. it's a gamble where somebody's animal, looking at you, Sliwa, could put the nose around in my bag. Yeah, I don't need that as a part of my life. Hey, rookie's sniffing around. That's what he does when I take him for a walk. And now all of a sudden, out of nowhere, there's a, a bowl of chicken teriyaki. Of course he's going <laughs> to sniff at it. Might get a little little snivelet in there, too. Why not? You know, have you guys uh, – I guess you haven't, Alan, since you don't really use the devices, but recently they've in- instituted – like the, the driver will take a picture of when they leave mm. the food there. But if you go too early, you get caught in the picture <laughs> – Oh, and you look like I a little gremlin coming out of your house. Like that's I put my arm around like, him. Like when you know at the Rams pregame, when people come up and want to take a picture, <laughs> yep. I'm like, "Hey, what's your name? Let's take a picture together." Do a selfie. I just throw them on. Hey, this is me and my DoorDash guy. What's up? <laughs> post it on. Post I it on will. Twitter. <laughs> I will. By the way, if the food is outside and I'm coming inside, I will put it in the lobby. You know, just so like there isn't three three coyotes somebody, some and, random person's food you're gonna put your hands on it even just well isn't bag. that isn't that kind of better isn't it better I, to put it in I the lobby there I, some I res- random person deliver it to them to the front I, I respect the hustle i respect the politeness of what you're doing like, am i you're supposed trying, to leave it should i leave it it's not yours i don't want you i don't want somebody random guy coming into my building touching my bag that Listen, sounds bad <laughs> 
Okay, but there's a random person <laughs> bringing it in here. I'm I trying understand. to be a good citizen here. I, so I'm a not, squirrel, a squirrel or another dog doesn't come in here and go to the food. I'm just putting in the lobby I, for them. I am not. You're trying to do the right thing for the I right took one reason. chicken nugget. I took but, one. <laughs> but I, how do I know some guy just didn't come from a construction site using the porta potty and picks up that bag? I just, I'm, let's, let's just leave the bag on the doorstep. Don't there's, touch it. If it doesn't have your name on it, leave it alone. He got 12 wings. There's eight left. <laughs> And I took the ranch sauce. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out on that. All right. Next, you always get your trash bins off the street as soon as the truck empties them. Alan, is this factor cat? Um, this one's different for me. I think this one's going to hit home to Travis a little bit more. Let me just say this. There's a little bit to it. So let me give as an example. Growing up at my parents' house, it's not like you just open the front door and then you're on the street and the and your trash cans are right there. My parents' house, it's up a driveway. And so you, you're, you're basically, if there's enough trash in there when you're taking them down, there's a good chance you have no, I, wherever momentum takes me, momentum's going to take me. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the driveway, okay? <laughs> that's, that's it. There's a chance I might get ran over if there's too much in the, in the yard waste. There might be too much in the yard waste, okay? So... I don't think it's a lock or a guarantee to have to grab these things right away because it, it, it genuinely is like a chore to go get them. And by the way, the neighbors next to us, we have a, we have a steep driveway. They have a steeper driveway that's even higher. Uh, I can't imagine how they do that. You head-on collision if you both take them out at the same time. <laughs> you know how you said uh, one of these promos that runs about you with the shopping cart, like you like riding it? I do. It would I be, did it the other day, as a matter of fact. It would be the wildest ride to try and ride this thing down the driveway. It's not safe. So no, for I, me, I, I don't think it's a must right away, but I think, Trav, you're you're in a different world. It, it, it's fact. Um I don't have a steep hill that I need to navigate. Look, here, here's the thing. I'm not saying that when you hear the trash truck rumble down the street and you hear the guy dump it into the back of the truck that you got to run out there and put it away right away. I, I, I'm, it, I'm just going to make up some days here. If your trash day is on a Wednesday, mm-hmm. let's get the cans off by Thursday. Let's have, them, let's have them out of there by the next day, right? That's a reasonable you, you, amount, your, your, 24 your, hours, 24 yeah, hours. Wednesday trash day can't have your trash cans on your curb on Saturday. We're going to need to get that off of here within a day or two. I just, I'm, I'm not. You know what uh, I would do? I got a great idea. It, but let's let's yeah. get that out of there. If I was your neighbor, I would, if they picked it up on Wednesday. Now the trash cans are clean, right? I would actually start on Friday when I have full trash. I would go back and just start putting. Why? Why am I going to take them back? They're going to come back in five more days. It's so like, I'm just going to now start using the trash at that location. That becomes where I leave my trash. I like to make sure that Susan gets him up uh, behind the gate within 24 hours. That's, that's where I, hey, Sue, let's go. They're Get those things behind the gate. <laughs> Next one, Em. Yeah, one more quick one. So ESPN is in talks for a version of, like, the Manning cast, but it would be A-Rod on Sunday Night Baseball. So you would watch that. Travis is the factor cap. Cap. Um, the Mannings are really unique. They are exceedingly unique in their and likable. Yeah, the, to be here, here's what they are. I'm gonna your, your thing first, Al. They're exceptionally likable, both mm-hmm. of them. They're really, really fun guys to listen to. They know football inside and out. They can give each other a hard time in a way that is both funny and a little mean, but not too much. It, it is a perfect blend of all of those things, and they're really good at calling the football game. They're all of these things. 
it's impossible to duplicate. And with all due respect to Alex Rodriguez, he ain't that. So no, I will uh, I will say cap on that one. Yeah, I'll hold back on saying with all due respect. No, let me go ahead and disrespect. Um, not a likable dude. Nobody really cares about him. You want to do a Manning cast type style? You know, if you did something with Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal, yeah, that's every NBA fan would be like, okay, not only do we like the guys, they say what's on their mind. Uh, they have fantastic personalities. They don't hold back. They're um, they're they're really really good at what they do, but I think the the main thing is people like them. Trev, if it ain't a Rod for baseball, who should it be? Because it, it it can't be a Rod. Nobody's no, gonna it, watch that. Well, he's a little self serious, which doesn't work in that format. You know who would be really good at it? And he has, he has I think he broadcasts games for the Phillies right now. John mm-hmm. Cruck, somebody like that would be really good. The problem is. John, I don't know if he's a big enough name. I was going to say I, that's that's the problem. To do it, yeah. but but Cruck has the personality. I'm sure there are more guys out there who've given some time to think about it. But baseball's so stuffy to begin with. I, yeah, that's why when you get the good Chris mix, Taylor, Chris Taylor. Would be- <laughs> I'll tell you what, I, I I'll give a little love to Joe Davis and Oral Hershiser are fantastic. I've said that before. Those guys are so good at that. I really deeply enjoy listening to them call Dodger games. You're trying to think of, you know, is there is it David Ortiz or is it Pedro? Is it like you're trying no, to think of like it, a combination of guys that you think would have the personality and everything else and, and are retired. Guys, you need guys that are funny that aren't constantly trying to hit a home run with a joke. That's sure. the difference. Those, yep. those guys are funny just because they are. Charles mm-hmm. Barkley is funny because he is. Shaq yeah. is funny because he is. They're not constantly. Shaq, why do you, can, Shaq can go the other way. He can try a little too hard at times. But yeah. Uh, it's, but it's why do you look play. at me? I don't know why you looked at me that way when you kept saying, like, trying to be funny, trying to hit a home run every time. I'm glad you picked up on that. I'm glad that you, uh, you picked up on what I was saying. <laughs> All right. Uh, Cobra Kai episodes three and four. You've been warned. It's Coming up next, it's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Are you driving to Vegas? Are you going to fly like for the Sunday night affair? Are you going to be there? Spend the whole weekend? You're just going to go in and out for the game? What's your What's your strategy? Well, the the sol- silver and black bus that I bought three years ago. I bought a silver and black bus, and um, we packed together. I think it seats 45 people, and we usually get about 97 <laughs> people in there. And I drive it. I actually I drive yeah. the bus. I drive it sure. to Vegas. We leave. Uh, we meet here in L.A., 
and we drive directly out there to Vegas. So we're going to get there uh, after the show. Today is when I start driving for Sunday's game. We're going to start tailgating by midnight tonight. I, <laughs> the Raider fans, like we, the, the, the whole idea, we had a caller yesterday. We were talking about Jim Harbaugh, and he said, I got three Raider tattoos, and I, he told us where they, where they are and what they are. Um, your bus that you have. Yep. The is, silver and black the bus. The silver and black bus. Yes. Sure, it's the Ra- Raider Nation yeah. bus. It's just going back SBB. and forth. I fifteen all the time. Yep, SBB is what we call it. <laughs> Raider fans really like to decorate their cars. Like the Ra- Raider fans don't have the license plate holder. Raider mm-hmm. fans don't have the car sticker. Raider fans don't have the bumper sticker. They don't have the flags. They got it all. And mm-hmm. the car is black with silver with chrome trim. And like they have Raider, three tattoos. Raider, yeah, Raider fans are in, man. You, yeah. you, you, and your brethren of Raider Nation, you guys are not messing around. No, it's a big one. You know, it's a big one this Sunday, and uh, the game got flexed, so we are very appreciative of that. And now we just got to handle business against a franchise that chokes in big moments, and we'll see if they choke again. ESPN Get your Radio rent check pres- in. <laughs> ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance is proud to support vets with its annual Keys to Progress Vehicle Giveaway Program, now celebrating nine years of donating vehicles, helping vets in need. Learn more at keystoprogress.com. All right, I'm going to tell you something about Cobra Kai, Al, episodes three and four, that isn't necessarily permanent, but I'm worried. Okay. For the first time in really the series. Are we supposed to play the thing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, 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 spoiler alert. I don't know if Chris has had a chance to do it yet. We'll, we'll give him a day. It's like the trash cans. You get 24 hours to build this thing. Um, I was bored. I, 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 which, I, which part of it? Episode three and four. Okay, but I, I, but I'm yeah. saying like I, I don't. No, that, I'm saying and like, I'm answering. The, I know what you're asking. Yeah, I'm answering the question. Uh huh. Episodes three and four. Uh, the whole thing. Yeah, the yes. whole thing. Got it. Got yeah. It. Okay. Uh, I, I don't need. I don't need to know about anything uh-huh. regarding Mrs. Larusa. I don't need to know about anything regarding Sam Larusa, the daughter. I don't need to know anything about the new character that they're developing, who has joined Cobra. Oh, I like that guy. No, I, I like that guy. Johnny. I need Johnny. I need Johnny referencing things in the 80s. I need Johnny doing inappropriate things with his students. I need Johnny doing everything that Johnny does. And I need almost all less of everything else. Maybe, maybe I could use a little more Terry Silver in my life. But the, they're going the wrong way. They're doing family. They're doing characters. I need Johnny, Al. That's it. Nothing more. I don't know. I'm trying to think here if they're... Are you their – I don't think you're their target. I don't. I think well, they I, already – Of course I am. No, I, I, think I was they already the guy know. that was a teenager when the movies yeah. came out. I, I am exactly their audience. I think audience. they already know you got – they got you. They already uh, know maybe. they have you. So I think they're trying to get – there's another audience that they're trying to get to, which is why they're probably starting to you know, mix in the family portion of this. I, I don't know what you're looking for. Are you looking for just like a frat? Fights I don't, and Johnny, yeah, I, I've, I've told you. <laughs> I need him crushing his I don't think this is the show. Eating ham out of the package yeah. and driving around in his Eagle Fang minivan. That's, that's all I need. How about Jean-Claude Van Damme making a, that, them airing Bloodsport? <laughs> nah, 
Eh, okay, I like the callback. That call was back. awesome. You know I what's funny? It. That was one of my favorite scenes because it wasn't about them. Like, I was really interested in the <laughs> right. scene of Bloodsport. Yeah. Hey, can you guys stop talking? I want to watch Van Damme do some work here. I how about when Van Damme, that. how about when they throw the whatever he throws into his eye and then he can't <laughs> see and he starts backing up and then just goes and does what he does? Oh, that's a that's a great scene right there. There, there was a great moment where Johnny said that Christopher Cross sucks. I <laughs> <laughs> you knew it was coming. You knew that he was going to dump on Christopher Cross because he wanted to talk about Slaughter or whatever the other heavy metal bands that he was into. But they're 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 on the brink, Al. I need them to if, – if, look, I get it. The original Karate Kid they had some metaphors, but wax on, wax off, right? Paint the fence, sand the floor. It's yep. all defense. Ooh, mm-hmm. the big reveal. He has actually teaching karate. Wow, awesome. Did you – Come on. How much more him. respect do you have for Daniel LaRusso no, after these no, last couple of episodes? No. Him, him telling I had, kids I to had a catch certain, the fish. I had no, a certain that, that, amount that of respect the fish for him. Thing okay. was so stupid. It Genius, was so the way they said, stupid. hey, start, actually get into the pond and start circling with the fish. Become one of them. It was amazing. Just and, a, and LaRu- an incredible teaching pond. moment for a lot of people out there. <laughs> he, he's standing by the pond like, yeah, I, I just cracked the code to a nuclear fusion. Yeah. Uh, look at this. I taught these kids how to catch carp. I'm just a genius. Dude, what? What? what you spent an episode on how to catch a fish? Go to Gelson's and buy one. How about, <laughs> when, uh, about, how about when Johnny grabs the sushi from his uh, and just starts starting? Start <laughs> Not bad. Yeah, you good. could also tell that Daniel had never eaten a ham sandwich no, before either. Because well, when he took yeah, a bite of it. He took a he bite sucks. of it as if, like, what, what is it? What are these two pieces of bread in between meat? What, it's a sandwich. I will say this. Yeah. Um, Tori, the mm-hmm. the psychotic, uh, violent karate she's good. girl. Yeah, she's a good actress. Girl. Yeah, she's yeah, grown, she's good. She's grown on me quite a bit. I I, yeah. I like, and I, I look her as the princess terrorizing uh, the the kids. I was all about that. That was that was pretty good. One quick phone call here. Let's go to Newport Beach and Ken. Ken, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up, Ken? Uh, hi guys. Hi Alan and uh, Travis. Listen to you guys every day, and of course Alan. I always listen to Laker talk. So um, when the last time when the Raiders were in L.A. last three years. I produced the Raiderette calendars, and we also produced a video making the making of a Raiderette right before every game, and uh, some interesting stories uh, about El Segundo and some of the interesting people there. Uh, Al Locosell is one of the great guys I'll ever meet. He was with the Raiders for a long time. Mary Barnes, who was uh, the head of the Raiderettes, was a wonderful person. Al Davis a little weird. Um, the only bad you thing that say. happened was I married, I married one of the Raiderettes, and uh, that didn't go well. So when you mention Raiders, my hand starts to shake and I have to pull over. <laughs> well, that, I mean, sounds like it might have been worth it, Ken. Ken, the bus uh, bus leaves in about an hour and a half, so just uh, come on down. We'll uh, be heading up to uh, to the Vegas area and uh, watch some Sunday night football. <laughs> you can pick them up in uh, thermal next to that giant thermometer. Ken will be waiting for you out in the middle of nowhere. You can uh, you can pick him up right there. All right, Kyrie Irving uh, made his return to the court last night. Looked pretty good along the way. Can AD have a similar impact when he comes back with the Lakers? That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, 
legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.